Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Boom in the Night. No, this is not NPR, and no, I do not work in radio. No, seriously, what up, everybody? I'm Nightside, he's my boomstick, and uh, it's here true. we are to talk to you this week about more stuff related to games. Video video games and, and stuff and life. Yeah. Life! This is episode 25, dude. We we are at the 25 Jesus mark. Christ. Right? And we're not famous yet. I don't. I don't. I don't. We gotta. We gotta reconfigure, man. If you if you cast it, they will come, man. That's all there is to it. Anyway, so I mean, I, I, we're just, we're still leave, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Toad. There it was. I was waiting for it. No. So we have uh, a couple topics for you guys this week. Um, it's been it's been a hot <laughs> second. It's been a little bit extended from the last boom of the night we did because we weren't able to connect unfortunately no. for, for, you know, uh, hurricane Florence or tropical storm Florence reasons, um, and stuff on Friday yep. night. So, super awesome. Yeah. On one well, Friday. So here we are trying to do a little makeup, a makeup stream, but we've got a nice, a nice slew of topics. First, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, second, we're going to talk about destiny forsaken release. And third, we're going to talk about the cod blackout beta, which you know, we'll we'll have we'll have some fun there. So let's dive right in, dude. And I'm I'm gonna let you tee off on this because you are the I like I like Spider Man a lot, like as a character, I, but you are a yeah. nerd. So we're just gonna go with you and you just talk about what it is that you think about the new game. Spider Man So Spider Man. Spider Spider uh, it's um Marvel's Spider Man thinks, denoting the ownership of their of Marvel. There's um, a there's a hyphen there. Thanks. Um, thanks. Mm-hmm. Not so Spider-Man is I on my game of the year list, which I'm sure of it will eventually like have that kind of talk. Um, Spider-Man is without a doubt like if it's not game of the year for me right now, I hadn't even finished it. Wow. And like, and I'm not even saying this as like a Spider-Man fanboy, but just like as the overall quality of the game. Like it it is. It, it is without a doubt like my game of the year. That or God of War is currently my game of the year. I was about to say, I'm like, I, I, I firmly still believe God of War is my game of the year. Really? But, but Spider Man is completely a contender. It's completely a contender. Yeah. Like if it got game of the year, I'd be like, yep, I totally get that. I wouldn't. Be yeah, like, right. Oh, like, like it's like it's one of those like yeah, it's it's you want God of War to get it, but if if Spider Man gets it, you're like, yeah, I see that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the, the for different reasons, right? Like, so right. For, for God of War, I feel like there was so much attention brought to the characters because there wasn't a lot of them, right? There's just, you know, Kratos and Boy and Mimir throughout most of the story. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like the relationships and the relationship building and the character building and the evolution of the characters over the game, plus how gorgeous the game was, you know, yeah. just, just it, it, it is a masterwork. Of gaming oh dude well i mean the thing is it, it, it's you know what is it uh grand theft auto always gets credit for like making cities feel really really lived in and mm-hmm. and insomniac was able to do that with new york right like you know not not exactly a small city so i mean it's it's super impressive that they were able to do like because it feels like every single building like has something going on in it. Like every single window you you pass by, especially like on the base floor, has something going on in it. Like you you never feel exactly like every well, every turn I make in this game, I never feel like I'm like in an empty stairwell 
trying to do something. Agreed. And I, I, that was going to be my, my kind of counterpoint is where, where the character, and, and there's plenty of character development in Spider-Man too. Don't get me wrong. And the characters are fantastic. But oh yeah. Where, but where I think the foundation and the greatness and the attention to detail was brought into these characters and, and making their interactions feel very human and realistic and, and all of these different things, right. And these wonderful performances, I think Spider-Man has that not to the same level, but they have, they have that living city, like, Holy crap, it's a living city. You can walk through and like high five people on the streets. The yeah. there's there's so many so many specific landmarks in that game that you just go and they're recreated so beautifully and the movement system and the web slinging system and the combat system and the tech tree and like all of that stuff is really well done too in addition to it actually having a really freaking good story now i've beaten it mm-hmm. you haven't you know the story was was you know emotional for me at points it the side quests yeah. i wanted to complete because i felt like they were fun and meaningful and added to the experience there's just a mm-hmm. lot of attention to detail in all aspects of the game that again certainly put it in the in the running for game of the year contender for me i'm just yeah i'm i'm just firmly in god of war camp because of you know dad and boy that's pretty much it yeah yeah well i mean and 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 that's fair and, and that connects to you on a different level right Correct. Like it's it's it does so yeah i have a, i have an emotional not, connection to the game that nothing else i don't think this year is going to and yeah. potentially for a lot of years is going to have me connect to a game so that being said, I'm still not oblivious to the fact that Spider-Man is just incredible. And I had yeah. so much fun playing that game. Like, yeah. incredible amounts of fun. Well, I mean, it's... it's There's there's literally... I mean, that's why I'm actually playing while we're, we're recording this as well. There is literally so much to do. Like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to play Spider-Man at the end of streams and, like, knock it out in two or three. And, like, if you streamline this game... Like, I think it's what, an eight to 15 hour game? Something around those lines. I think I took between 20 and 24 hours to play the game. Yeah, there is so much to freaking do in this game right now. Like, it's like, this is one of those games where there's actually so much to do at at some points. Like, you, it's, and don't get me wrong, it can be kind of samey. Like, I will say that. Like, there's a ton to do, but a lot of it's the same kind of stuff to do. But I feel like they do mix it up very, very well. Um, it's 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 just a lot to do. It is a big game. Like I can see now why it took so freaking long, because it is just it is a completely flushed out. Like I I can't get over how much the world feels like. That's a big thing for for me in games. Like you know that's one of my been one of my biggest gripes in Destiny forever. Where it's just like we are the savior of humanity, except you just you never see the humanity or yeah, the savior of humans. Where the humans yeah, at? Yeah, like, exa- exactly. Like, you know, it's like not a lot of humanity I'm seeing around here. Um, and and it's one of those things that, like, you know, we're, we're actively saving people. We're actively doing things. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's just, you know, it that's it makes the game feel more accomplished when you do something as well because, like, it, it feels like it shows. And, like, the J. Jonah Jameson, like, podcast stuff yes. where it's, like, you literally do something in the game and literally, the, like, his next podcast is about what you just did. So, like, like you know, the little things you do in the world actually triggers what he begins to talk about in, you know, in, in that podcast, like, making everything feel, like, really tied together and making the, like, making the world feel as though it's, like, going on all at that time. Yeah, there and there is yeah. an insane amount of dialogue in Spider-Man. 
And, and the, and I say that because everything that you do has its own independent voice dialogue. There's nothing that's recycled or reused. Like you don't hear Spider-Man saying the same thing every time, right? Like in combat, there's some of the things that he says that repeats, but in terms of like the actual events, there's, there's not, there's nothing that repeats. And, and you go through and you collect all the collectibles. There's 55 backpacks you can go and collect. And Mm -hmm. each one of them has something inside and, and Peter has something relevant to say about all of them. Yeah. Like there's each each one has its own piece in it. Right. You go around and one of your other activities for, for the kind of collection type stuff is to go and photograph landmarks. Every landmark you photograph triggers Peter saying a one or two liner about it. Yeah. Every, every crime that you stop, Jameson has something to say. Every mission you do, Jameson has something to say, right? Or, yeah. Or you're evolving a storyline with MJ or my, you know, or other people. Oh, in the dude, story. like the MJ conversations are some of my favorite. Right. So, but like, oh, she used Peter. That's bad. Yeah. Like, you know, it's. There's just so much dialogue. And I think, yeah. I just think that it's that, that is, again, one of those things where it, it caught me off guard at just how much there is that's paid attention to detail and how much, like you said, how fleshed out the world is. This is, this is one of those things where as you play this game and as you do these monotonous type of tasks where go fetch a backpack, well, there's a payoff there. There's actually something that says, Hey, you know, I had this cool little thing and it talked about how he used it for this and this, you know, or it talked about a history with MJ or it talked about how he became Spider-Man or something. Everything has something to do with the game. And then at certain, at a certain point in the game, things happen in the world and when that thing happens in the world like again everything again responds to this change and it's very cool and i'm trying to be avoiding of spoilers because i don't think you're there yet yeah 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 yeah. so like but it it, the world reacts to you and i think that that's very cool to see how the world reacts to spider-man and to all the things that you do and and again though the Jameson things are probably some of the like the most favorite moments I have. He can get a little annoying to me at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially hearing him throughout the game. But there's little gems. There's little gems in there where you're, there's just ones he just makes you giggle. And there's times where he'll say something and then out loud I would verbalize like, "Come on, man!" And yeah, literally right, Peter right. would be like, "Come on, man!" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we reacted exactly the same to this dribble." This which guy's is, a dick. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's that's the point, right? It's it's fun and, and it's very relatable. And Peter's very relatable. I think they did a really good job of portraying him specifically in this game. I like seeing not an overly adolescent Peter and not like a overly gritty Peter. He's just a, he's a really yeah. good, like, no, 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 no. Like I, I will say this is like, besides the comics and, and, uh, Tom Holland, who I think is probably the, been the best so far, like beforehand, I would have said Tobey Maguire movie wise, best Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, best Peter Parker. Yes. Um, whereas, you know, Tom Holland feels like he's, he's actually better than both at both things. Um, I will say no, like as far as like entertainment mediums goes that aren't the comic or, or cartoon shows, like this is the best Peter Parker. This is the best Spider-Man. Um, at, like I said, outside of the comic. So it, it's, it's one of those things that, and especially like if you're a fan of the comic, there's like, so. All right. We had there. I'm not sure what happened. Can go ahead and continue. Okay. Where, where, where did we. No, it's just know, you were just talking about in terms of best best Peter Parker outside of the comics. This is the this is the best Peter Parker and Spider Man that we get. And yeah, in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. in terms of, you know, being true to the comics, I think that's where you're going yeah. into next. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, and as far as entertainment value goes as well, like, you know, it, best of both worlds. But like I said, like, it had a ton of, like, fan service stuff for people, for the, their fans of the comics. Like, you know, it's it's the, the trailer, for those that don't know, kind of sold the idea that you'll be going against the Sinister Six, which is, like, you know, one of his, you know, biggest adversarial groups. You know, it's it's comprised of, you know, six villains a lot of times. It's Vulture and you know, Scorpion or something like that, or Rhino. It, it just depends. Um, and in Dr. Octavius's lab, like, you know, you know, spoilers, Peter does work for Dr. Octavius. He is essentially a good guy from what I've seen so far. I'm guessing that's going to change, though. Um, you know, if you go into his side room, there's actually, like, a bulletin board with, you know, uh, things of the Scorpion, of the Vulture, of the Rhino. It's all headline stuff. So it's almost like, you know, it's it's foreshadowing that it's going to be, you know, they're going to be the Sinister Six because there's only five headlines. Like, you know, there's not the sixth person there. So, like, you you know, you know there's going to be someone else there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I, you know, like little fan service stuff like that. Like, it's just the little details, man. Like, they, they you can tell, like, out of anything in this game, they they cared about getting getting it right they cared about actually getting spider-man right like that that was important to them and i think they 100 percent did and oh that, yeah dude again limited limited um amount of of exposure to spider-man i would say and i i say limited i'm just just because i'm not a huge comic book guy like i've never gotten into reading comics i don't like comics i don't like manga i prefer to either read with just straight text or watch movies or play video games i don't like that yeah I don't, I don't like the, the comic, you know, picture book medium. It just doesn't read well for me. That being said, like, I feel like in all of the Spider-Man movies that I've seen, which I've seen pretty much all of them at this point, um, except for, I think maybe the second Andrew Garfield one, which I don't feel Mm -hmm. like I'm missing anything from what most people said. Uh, it's, it's better than the first one in my opinion, but maybe I'll go back and watch it. But like, but it's neither, neither of them are like super great. Right. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things it's like let's turn Spider-Man into an angsty teen. Well, and you know, again, that's I, all I did well like him good, as Peter Parker. Yeah. I thought he was a good Peter Parker, but like Yeah, he is. The 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 thing for me is I felt like even even Tom Holland, right? Like he does a great job as as Spider-Man as like a emerging teen, you know, excited, super smart, whatever, right? Yeah. He he fits the the Peter Parker and Spider-Man mold I think really well. That said, he doesn't he doesn't do it for me as a superhero, right? Like I'm not like oh, oh man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man as a whole. Though. You know what I mean? Like he just he doesn't do it for me. That said, yeah, I, 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 had, I mean, hold on, I got I got a point. I'm getting yeah, to. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Captain America, right? Captain America to me when I when I was growing up and I've seen Captain America and like I, I listened to my dad who was more into comics and superheroes than I was because that was kind of his bread and butter growing up. He was like, oh, come on, Captain America's awesome. Like, he throws his mighty shield, and I'm like, he's a dude in the leotard of the American flag, and I just don't care, right? But watching <laughs> watching Cap the, the first Captain America movie and then watching Winter Soldier yeah. made me go, damn, Cap's a badass. And, like, and now I'm kind of a captain america fan because there there was something that introduced me to his character into his world that made me give a crap this game did that for me with spider-man like 
my my son got me a Spider-Man shirt for my birthday. I told yeah. my sister to get me a Spider-Man Funko for my birthday. Like my son's going to be Spider-Man for Halloween. I'm going to be Tony Stark for Halloween. Like I'm super just in love with Spider-Man right now. Yeah. In 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 everything, just the the character, the relationships. And these are things that I've known about. Like I know Peter Parker and MJ and I know about Miles Morales mm-hmm. and I know about yeah. all, you know these different villains and stuff, but I've never been invested because you know, in the same way that I have now completing this game. And so I feel like mm-hmm. that, that in and of itself is such a, a wonderful accomplishment because if you can yeah. make me just really get on board and be a Spider-Man fan now because of how good the experience in this game was, I feel like that's, that's an incredible win because well, I, I doubt that I'm the only person that feels that way. I'll, I'll, the one thing a lot of people overlook, especially when it comes to comic book movies and stuff like that is, you know, spoiler alerts. How how did how did how did Batman become Batman? What happened in his youth? No idea. Well, I mean, besides the fact that his parents were killed. Yeah, like everybody knows that, right? Like that. Yeah. You just actually kind of learn that through through common knowledge and time that like Batman became Batman because you know his parents were murdered. And right. and the thing is, like, you kind of know that about Spider Man. Most people know how Spider Man became Spider Man. Yeah, bit by and, radioactive spider. Yeah, and so what happened? And like the details, like the minutia, like that can that can be important for some. Like you know, Uncle Ben, like he's talked about some in this one so far, but not a ton. So a lot of people might not understand that. But to an extent, like that's not the most important thing when it comes to Spider Man. I mean, it's a big detail, but he'd still be Spider Man whether Ben existed or not because of you know, the radioactive spider. Yes. And so I, I mean, what it, you're talking about with Ben. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like what they did really well with this game is they, they went ahead and skipped all the bull crap. Like you are just Spider-Man. You don't have to worry about an origin story. You don't have to worry about this or that you, you cut in, you are, you are Spider-Man. Congratulations. Do not pass go. You do not have to live through everything because the game automatically assumes that like everybody knows what Spider-Man is and, and, that's that's one of the best things about it is that you can just go ahead and skip all the garbage. Yeah. There's no setup. Yeah. I was a little shocked that that they it's interesting too cuz the time period of the game is actually in this weird amalgamation where they include a lot of stuff about the universe from the movies. But Yeah. The th- most recent things obviously haven't happened in the movies in the game or else, you know, they don't feel so good. Well, that right? I mean, like well the thing it's, is it's kind a, of a lot different of the timeline, stuff- right? It's this weird timeline. Well, I mean, that's 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 the beauty is that you know, Spider Man and Peter Part or uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, who is in the game, like I don't you you don't know the comics well, but Miles Morales in another Spider Man is, or in another comic is, is Spider Man. Like yes. Peter Parker is dead in that world, mm-hmm. like like he is not Spider Man, um, and Miles Morales is, and like you know, Miles Morales is actually a lot younger. For them, or not a lot younger, but a, a bit younger in that game or in that comic. But, uh, you know, so, so it's one of those things like with it being a video game, of course, there's going to be Liberties. stuff they take liberally. Like, you know, it's, it's going to, they're going to make what's theirs and not really adhere to the, adhere to the movies now that much because they are telling a story. Right. So, you know, like that, I, I can appreciate that. And I agree. So overall, though, I think if if there's a uh, um, a kind of bring it back to to some kind of a, a cohesive thought is 
yeah. Spider-Man is amazing. It is another huge win uh, for Sony this year. In terms God, of are they just not destroying it with the freaking they are. exclusivity they stuff, are, dude? But yeah, I mean, but God of War, Detroit Become Human, and now this, like... Those three titles alone are are just huge for the platform, and that's that's not even yeah you know diving into some of the other ones they've had that are probably more meaningful to longtime PlayStation folks, yeah. right? Um, but for for people like me who are new to the new to the PlayStation, there this year more than ever, if you are not a PlayStation owner, you have so many reasons to go buy a PS4. Yeah, I, I mean. God of War, Detroit Become Human, Spider-Man are all in and of themselves enough to go and buy a console. God of War and Spider-Man, yeah. especially Detroit Become Human, if you're very much into story mode stuff um, or or from like heavy kind of uh, uh, heavy choice based story stuff. Beyond that, The Last of Us, The Uncharted, The Bloodborns, the oh, yeah, you know, like the, there's so much this vast well, world the until dawns, you know, you're, you're, there's such a huge library of stuff now that is just exclusive to the platform that you can experience. It's worth spending the money on the console to get. So, well, I, I mean, that's like, yeah, somebody was like hundred percent worth getting. Yeah. Somebody, somebody asked me is, is Spider-Man worth getting uh, or is a uh, PlayStation worth getting for Spider-Man? And I'm like, I can yes. easily say yes to that because Spider-Man in and of itself, I think is a console seller. It is that good. But yeah. it's also it's also the point of like there's so much other crap to get on that console now that is is exclusive to that console. Like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And you like, and I, 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 I love my Xbox. God knows I love my Xbox a ton. I am an Xbox kid. But it's also one of those things like if 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 someone asked me xbox or ps4 like i'm going to say ps4 like you kind of like you kind of have to it is it is plus, the, it PSVR, is the better value as a console plus psvr i mean like you got the most powerful console in the in the x but you don't have vr in it you know it's like yeah got a ps4 pro for 400 bucks and picked up another you know picked up a psvr for a couple hundred bucks yeah. more I mean, you get to experience yeah. a whole new dimension of gaming in, in the VR world, you know, and all through the same console. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's different, man. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's a hard proposition to pass up right now. Because like you said, in, in me being an Xbox kid, you being an Xbox kid, like we are both diehard Xbox people. Um, but man, it's, it's tough. It's really yeah, tough they, not they, to just be like, get a PlayStation right now if you don't have one. It's yeah, just an amazing, like, it's it, an amazing it's, offer right now. You and you know this holiday, they're going to have like insane bundles too, dude. Sure, and and I mean as they should. There, I mean we we're not quite to the new console cycle. They said everybody says twenty twenty, but they're I to don't a point think now so. Where uh, everybody's they have said twenty twenty, so twenty twenty seems to be the year of new next generation. Consoles. Oh wait, I was thinking that was next year. Yeah, never mind. That's two years. It's it's it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it's September, so you know. Yeah, probably another two years before we okay, actually Okay, year and that. a half. <laughs> yeah, year, year and a half before they're announced, two years before they actually come out. So we'll yeah. we'll see them. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's nutty, man. It's nutty. But that being said, so Spider-Man, definitely worth getting, worth buying a PlayStation 4, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Play it. It's amazing. Um, no pun intended. Now. <laughs> I know, like, I, I don't know how many times I've called the game amazing. I was like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Well, it's just Marvel Spider-Man. It's not. A, it's not Marvel. Amazing. It's Marvel Spider-Man. Marvels. Um, 
Leviosa. I can't. Mom. I can't stop. All right. So next, next on the list though is is Destiny Forsaken DLC. Well, expansion. We'll call it an expansion. It is an expansion. It's not. It's not. Yeah. A strict DLC in the terms. Might of as well DLC. be a re-release. I wouldn't go that far. There's not that much content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so Destiny Forsaken. Uh, we are, we return back to to the world of Destiny. Um, after the initial events of the first game and the initial DLCs, which were okay, <laughs> you basically we've we've picked up the Guardians now, where we fought off the Cabal and and General Gaul from taking our light. The Traveler has been rekindled. Uh, we followed Osiris and stopped another Vex threat. Rinse repeat, and we mm-hmm. activated. Rasputin again and got him cranking and he's ready and willing to go kick some alien ass for us. So yay. That's the first year or two of destiny. Go team. Go team. Now we come to the forsaken expansion and they've introduced a whole bunch of new systems. Again, they've got new subclasses. They've got uh, a new game mode for multiplayer called gambit, which is pretty awesome. Um, and a new raid and a bunch of stuff, man. So again, I'll, I'll defer to you. How about you unpack kind of your your initial thoughts on on the expansion? Like I'm, I've always been when it comes to Destiny. Like I've always been a more PVE guy. Like so, you know, Gan- like you know, first off, like Gambit's a pretty pretty dope addition, man. Like n- like a really fun and cool kind of PV PVE PVE or PVP game mode. Correct. I agree. So. You know, it, it's one of those things like that's been that's been really cool to you know see see that get unpacked. We'll talk about it. So again, uh, for those that for those that are like, well, what the why should I get this thing? What's the what's the what's so special about Gambit? Explain Gambit to everybody. So, oh man, it, it it's kind of a weird explanation, isn't it? Um, Gambit is essentially you are. You are you start out kind of in a PVE mode. You are killing enemies to get motes of light, um, and eventually, or not motes of light, but motes, and eventually you put them in a machine that fuels the ability to summon a prime evil. And what that prime evil does, he's essentially the big boss. That uh, it's three rounds, and once you once you get enough motes, which I think seventy five or eighty, something like that. You, yeah, it's something like that. You you know you summon the primeval, you kill the primeval, and you win that round. So what happens at twenty five and fifty motes though is that you get to infiltrate the other team's side. Like the whole time you're actually working as a team to get the motes to summon the primeval on your side. But at twenty five and fifty motes, you actually get to go over to the other team's side. And the cool thing is, if they do have you know if if you kill them they lose their the moats that they currently have. So, like, you know, that's one way to stop them. The second way is, like, if they summon the primeval and you actually go in there and infiltrate, then if you kill them, you actually heal the primeval on their side. So it's a way of, like, you know, they can be all the way down and then, like, you can heal the primeval for, like, how much ever, like 200% or something like that. Like, it's insane. So you can definitely be a thorn in their side, and that's where, like, the PvE part comes in, which is... You know, I think overall as a game mode is really, really cool. Like it's, it's definitely one where it's it's a like. Well, I mean, that's any PvP, I guess. Like, way more fun with friends because yeah. it's so easy to get pub stomped in that. Yeah, I I agree. I think 
it, if I were to boil it down to like a, a somewhat of a comparison, just picture yourself at a carnival at the, uh, the game mode where you like spray the water gun at a target and like whoever gets there first wins. Like that's basically what you're doing. Like there's two teams yeah. and you're just trying to kill things to be able to, like you said, summon that primeval. The other thing that you didn't mention is as you, as you individually collect these moats, um, when you hit certain thresholds that you're holding and you you deposit them into the machine, you can actually summon small, medium, and large enemies that also spawn on the other side to be a pain in the butt for the team. And oh, yeah. while those enemies are alive, the other team cannot um, cannot deposit moats into their bank. So it, there's this this constant just cycle of each team, you know, killing killing you know ads on their side and then trying to deposit these moats. But I, it, honestly, it, dude, it's, it's very much a consistent a constant thing of trying to screw over the other team. Yeah, I honestly, dude, I feel like it's one of the most unique modes though that that I've seen in in any type of a PvP environment. Oh yeah, in a no, long no, no, time. I, I agree. And and I think like, it's just it is, so it is, much fun. Yeah, it's it is well well done. Like as someone who's always been like a big critic of what Bungie does, like with their PVP stuff, because you know, it'll, it'll be good. And then it'll be really bad. Um, like they've done very, very well with this. Like I'm, I'm actually really happy with like all they've done with this game mode so far. So, so there you go. So from the PVP side, you've got gambit mode is back. Uh, iron banner is back this week. And, Surprise, surprise, they've updated it so that your light level actually matters again. Which, yeah. Thank it's goodness. nice. Thank goodness. Like, I know, I understand they were trying to make it, again, more accessible early on. But that was one of those things where I was like, that didn't need to be fixed. Like, you already make it easy enough to level up for, for casual people now. Yeah. Let them go into the Iron Banner. You know, have level means something. You know, that that's one of the motivators to grind is to actually have this this you know, well, I'm going to get stomped if I'm not at least, you know, X number of light going in there. Well, I better grind out some stuff. It gives you that motivating factor to actually go and do some stuff in the game. So I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why they excluded that to begin with, but it's back. Um, yeah, so I don't know. The, and, and I haven't played it yet because I'm nowhere near the light level needed for that. Um, and then did you watch the raid at all? Yeah, I, I watched a lot of the raid. Bless those humans, dude. I Holy haven't seen any crap. of the raid. How was it? I know it was really hard um, for them to figure ridiculously, out. Ridiculously, like, I I mostly watched, um, you know, no surprise here for a lot of people because you probably did the same thing if you watched any of the raids. Uh, I watched a lot of uh, gigs. I watched a lot of uh, goth, broman, uh, datto, um, and, and bless their heart. Like, I started watching them at one. And I went about my day, and uh, for those that don't know, I usually go to bed around like four or five o'clock in the morning. They were still going. They're just like, oh my god! At four o'clock in the morning, it's like must and that's finish like, the raid. Yeah, and and that's that's when we called it a day. Like we were just like, you know, it's like as much as as much as I want to continue watching this and enjoying it, like. We got to go to bed too. Like we we got things to do in the morning. Well, yeah. So wasn't it wasn't like the first team to make it was like fourteen hours or something? Uh, no, it was like nineteen. Holy crap! Yeah, that's that's a that's literally a day of raid. That's in, that's intense. Yeah, yeah. It is it is nutty. So I feel like this one's made more to like you you raid and then you. And like you, you get a checkpoint, you you stop for the day. You get a checkpoint, you stop for the day, 
and and you just go from there like it like i don't i don't think this raid is made to, to be, be done in all level. one go unless unless you're just you know stupid light above pro yeah well and i think i i like that though the one of the one of the main kind of tenants of the destiny community on twitch uh, for the longest time was like people that were willing to, to Sherpa others. Right. Yeah. And, and you and I both agree that a lot of those channels were like soul sucking for the streamers that, that did it. Right. Because, Oh yeah. Just, I mean, we had friends that did it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you just, if all they did was just raid all day and just take people through the raid. But then the thing about it is, is that it's actually nice for, for once in a while or for a day or two to be able to actually do that and be able to showcase the raid and showcase that you mm -hmm. can take people through the raid and show people how to do it. I think that's persistent content that is lost on, on so far, you know, what destiny was in year one. Although to be fair, I have, I didn't do any of the raid layers beyond the first one, uh, for, um, you know, for, I, the, I haven't done any raids in D2 yet. Was. I, like, I, I, I've gotten as far raids? as, as no, I've gotten as far as like what we did together. Right, which was I think we beat the raid, right? Didn't we beat the the initial? No, raid? no, I I never. We did like the first three rooms together. I think. Oh, geez, do we need to go back and finish that then? Um, yeah, but but yeah, like doing doing the first. I've done the first raid completely a couple times, but I have yet to actually do any of the additional raid layers because I just I I didn't have a crew to be able to do that because no one was invested in Destiny that way. So I think the nice thing though is is definitely from a stream perspective we've seen the the destiny kind of directories beef up again and people yeah. seem to be given a crap again and where I think very easily it could have been like a well you know uh it's going to die well here we are you know almost a month uh, a month outside of the release of it and it's still going really strong and that's a very positive sign yeah. because Previously, Destiny was like a hot thing for a week, maybe two weeks, and then it was done. Yeah, that, that like everybody. Well, I mean, one of the biggest problems with that game is that like everyone devours that content, dude. Yep. Like it is, it takes no time for them to like just destroy that game. Although, and and I used to be one of those people as well. But I mean, in in their defense, like Osiris wasn't a lot of content. Like, right. you know, it was three it, hours for me story. Yeah, like I think I did. Yeah, I think I finished it in two and a half hours. It's like, ugh. and like, don't get me wrong, that was like me, like uber streamlining it, like just looking for absolutely everything to to finish it, just to get it done, so I could level my character for Forsaken. But I mean, yeah, like it's like that. That was a that was a twenty dollar DLC, right? Like that. Yeah. Like two and a half hours for for twenty bucks. Like eh, I think not. There, skip. Yeah, I mean the cutscenes were cool. The idea was cool. I thought the the new, that new kind of whole area and the whole concept of what they created was awesome. But it certainly didn't have me itching to come back and keep doing it, you know. And and from from the Warmind DLC, I thought the Warmind again story was cool, but yeah, I I got through it really fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I got I, don't even, I, I didn't even do I didn't even do any of the Warmind. Yeah, it, it's. It is what it is. It's fine, but like, the, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't all that bad. I mean, it just it just went really quickly. So, and, and thus far, though, in you know the the new Forsaken kind of storyline, which is meant to be longer experience, right? It's not meant to be something you can smash out in three hours. I've put on one character in that. I think I've 
put already like six or seven hours and, and just hit like 400 and maybe 10 or 20 light. And I haven't done any of the Baron kills yet. So like that was super encouraging to me that, that the game is actually paced in such a way where the story content's drawn out a little bit more. They didn't just make yeah. it so that you can go from one story mission to the next. They made it like, right, well, you got to do this. All right, well, now you need to go do some bounties. And it's like, oh, okay, well, and that helps to level you up a little bit and gives you a little bit more story here and there, kind of trickles that out a little bit, stretches it a little bit, gets you some more mileage. You know, Whereas before, you could just story to story to story to story to story. There was no yeah. grind involved. There was no nothing. So I think they're learning. I think they're getting better at, at understanding there's oh, dude, things the, they can do. To, well, that's to like I probably put like 10 hours, 15 hours into the PC version uh, of, of Forsaken, and like I'm only like 450. Right. If if that like I'm and I'm also like level forty five. Like I'm still five levels away from max level Which after is, after putting like a ton of time into the game. Or I don't want to say a ton of time, but like you know, it's a pretty you know for for chunk. someone who would play it casually, like it's a big chunk. Yeah, I and I again I think that's encouraging. I feel like I feel like Bungie has has I don't want to say finally learned, but I feel like they're they're continuing to hone the experience based off of what is is most advantageous to help them uh, really get some mileage out of their content. But the other thing that I've noticed, and and maybe this is finally the Destiny community itself learning from its mistakes, is it feels like people aren't aren't voraciously and I mean the community as a whole, not like the main streamers that are just trying to like get raid ready yeah. and do the raid right. I feel like people as a whole are not trying to just dive in and destroy the content like they used to. I feel like people are just are kind of getting in a mode where they're fine just savoring the content. I think part of that's because Gambit's just so much damn fun to play that they're spending a lot of time doing other things, which, yeah, well, hey, it's part of the point, right? Like, um, but I feel like I feel like there's there's people are willing to actually give this room to breathe and try and learn to extend the experience and not just mm. hammer it out in a weekend and then be like, well, what am I going to do? Right. Right. Like I'm just playing the same thing I've played over a thousand times. Right. Yeah. That you, that you, that you rush through in four hours. I mean, like I said, like I'm not excusing Bungie for making a story that has like only, you know, four hours worth of content. That's, that's still on them. Like they need to get better at that. But, yeah. But like when when your main goal is to finish it as fast as possible, just to just to say you've done it already, yeah, yeah, we're we're learning, we're learning as a as a as consumers of Destiny content to to let it let it simmer a little bit. It's good, it's good. Like I played it when it first came out for a number of days, and you and I played it on the PC version, and I played it with my buddy on the Xbox version. I'm much further ahead, I think, on the Xbox than I'm on the PC. But that being said. Like I'm just content. I'm content to go through and just kind of have fun and play a little bit mm -hmm. and, and pick it up here and there and and have and again have those fun experiences. So overall, though, I think Forsaken's really taken Destiny back into a positive direction that makes makes me want to pick it up and play it again more than once every DLC. Makes yeah, me want to throw it in that rotation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. Like you know, uh, Zay started like you know started her new schedule and she's been like maining destiny as her game on her channel and like i've actually been playing with her like in the morning through the day like it's nice where you know it, it, it it's nice to it's nice to enjoy destiny again like that 
Right. Where mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't I don't have to main it or anything like that, but having it as like in in my game rotation, like online and offline is just, you know, I it, it makes you realize that you you do like miss it, right? Mhm. Like it was just a fun game to get into. It's it's one of the best bro time games that exists. Yeah. And and I and I say that again being a guy, but like it, it's just a good game for friends to get together and just play. There, the shooting in the game is so satisfying. The bow, oh my god, the bow, the bow is so good. Oh, I love the bow, dude. It's so good, but like that, that com the new the new combination of modes is so satisfying. And then you take that on top of gambit mode being good, on top of the story mode being fun to play. You know, and and we've gotten some tidbits in the story too. Like I th- I think that's one of the things is that this wasn't just a revenge story about avenging Cade it's actually progressing some of the narrative with the traveler. Finally, finally progressing some of the narrative with the yeah. traveler. It's slight, but it's there. Like we at least heard did you, you and you finally went through and experienced that. Right. Cause last time. Yeah. 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 Talked, I, got, I got, I got the seat or whatever to do it. And yeah. Stuff, and so. you're like, Holy crap. The traveler's actually talking to me. You know, like this is incredible. You finally right, actually have yeah. some story, right? I'm getting some Real, communication pro- progress in the game. It's nice. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just, I'm going from one baddie to another. It's like, I actually get to do this. So I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's super solid. Um, you know, and, and again, we talked about it a little bit, I think on the last podcast about destiny, but like it, it's back and it's good and it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's back. I'm, it make it making me happy. It make me happy. Now I'm going to segue. I'm going to segue away from destiny. If you're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, man. I'm just, I, I think you know, we, we both just kind of wanted to iterate that we're, we're it's happy. Back. It doesn't it's suck. Back. <laughs> it's back. It doesn't suck. The, the shooting is as good as ever. It just feels good. It feels so good. Speaking of things good, that feel yeah. good, well, I, my jury's still out until we play more of it. But we finally got our hands on Call of Duty Black Ops Four Blackout Mode which is the new battle Royale mode that is replacing the campaign in the new COD four or COD black ops four release. And as I have done all night, I'm just going to defer to you. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I like it a lot. Once it comes out, it'll probably become my, my main game. Like it's, I'm a BR kind of guy. I'm a PVP kind of guy. I like, you know, I, I, I like the action that goes along. My chat is most active when I'm playing a battle royale game. And that's mm-hmm. when I have the most fun streaming is when my was is when my chat's active and stuff like that. Then and I've almost always been a multiplayer kind of guy. Like, you know, it's it's just it's my thing. It it's what I enjoy. And that's and fair. so it, it's to me it's 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 yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that I feel as far as like I, I enjoy PUBG. I love Fortnite. Um, but already this game feels more polished than almost either of those two. Like, don't get me wrong, it's 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 got a ways to go. Like it, it's 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 got its issues just like just like all the other ones. So, but it's also one of those things like it it still almost felt the best. Like, you know, Fortnite, I they have bullet bloom and that drives you crazy, especially like when you're trying to be a be a snick a snake and, and and you know you're 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 going to try to get someone and then like every shot despite how close you are doesn't hit them. because of the yeah. bloom yeah and, and, it, and it's and, just and then they turn around and shoot you in the face yeah exactly dude 
And so the fact that like when your shots hit in this game, they hit. Um, because you know, it is my, Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's COD mechanics, and I love COD mechanics. I'm a Call of Duty fan. What can I say? Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know they 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 have they have their obvious things obvious things to fix, like the armor. Like I that that is not lost on them. I think they even said like armor is going to get nerfed. Like it has to. I, well, yeah. So, so let me let me back it up just for a second. So for those sure. of you that are like, all right, well, well, what do you mean that it's better and more polished? Okay, let me let me break this down to you in simple terms. If you did not get a chance to play the COD Blackout beta for whatever reason, if you have played PUBG, then you have played Call of Duty Blackout. And and I, I mean that in the most literal sense that I possibly can. If you take PUBG and then you overlay that with Call of Duty mechanics, which makes it so much better. Like I'm just makes it so much better because because already like you said the game feels so much more polished than PUBG, but it is yeah. it, it it literally to me felt like I was playing a PUBG clone, because you you drop in the same way you loot the same way the pacing's the same you know like how everything works mechanically just feels very the same there's a backpack there's inventory management there's attachments there's you know different things and and there's again they make some things that are very unique to cod in terms of how the attachments and the guns and and all that kind of stuff and you can still you know you can still yeah. do like a, a a running slide and all that kind of stuff and there's mm -hmm. some vehicles but they they're not like super op like i thought they were going to be which is nice they're mo mostly just for traversal no 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 the vehicles are more or less death traps dude i love right. it yeah, so you've got like a big a big armor truck, you've got a little ATV, and then you've got a helicopter, and so those are and they're they're all used very appropriately, which is fine, which is fine for me. But that said, the experience to me, the pacing to me, is exactly PUBG, and and for me personally, that's not. I feel like it feel like it was a missed opportunity for me and I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait on my opinion on this. I'm going to stop myself and just say, but that's the yeah. experience. So if you're a fan of PUBG, but you like call of duty and you like that feel, this is probably going to be your Holy grail game. Like this is literally like, Holy hell. You mean the, the map actually loads in appropriately? You mean the, you know, the, 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 the movement feels good and, and it, you know, the shots register correctly and, you know, the game plays smoothly and you got a good frame rate and you mean it's not a buggy mess? No, it played really, really well. I had, I really had no issues with the game at all. I think we had what, like one, one server crash or one, like one time we got booted out or maybe two mm, times we got booted out. I got booted out probably four or five times like that weekend across the, across the platforms. Sure. And it's or that week or that week. And I it was say. a beta. So I don't hold that against the game, right? Like that's supposed to be server testing. There's going to be some stuff, but like when you actually got into a game, I don't feel like there was anything where I was like, wow, that was crap. I was like, no, it was, it's like, okay. Like arm besides armor being OP in the game. Like, yeah. My shots hit, they hit when, you know, all that. Kind yeah. Of I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the important thing to me. Like when, when, when shots hit, they, they, they should hit. Like I, I, I know I'm, I'm in that weird camp because a lot of people in Fortnite are like, I like the bloom. It adds, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, it doesn't. Like, no, like I, I, you know what, I'm, I've always been a precision dude. Like if, if, if I'm aiming in a certain direction in that, like I want it to hit that like specific spot. Like it, it drives me crazy that, that, you know, bloom is just like this accepted thing now. Um, like, don't get me wrong. Like if, 
like I I am all for being in the camp that if like you you lay down on the trigger and you have like no chill like yeah like make it where your recoil is all over the place and your aim is absolute garbo pants but if if you're firing like that you know like like a three round burst like you know see like there there is like the single shot stuff which which made it way way better but still man it's so annoying so cod was almost like this breath of fresh air when it came to like actually you know actually playing the game or yeah. actually playing playing a br like i didn't feel like i was gonna have to get lucky for the shot to hit and like fortnite always has that element of like you you kind of feel like you need to get lucky to to win mm-hmm. no i i completely agree so i'm gonna shift i'm gonna shift focus a little bit to now to now more of an opinion piece and and i'm i'm just gonna let this one rip i'm really disappointed in this yeah and and i'm and the reason i say that is again not because it's a bad experience i'm just disappointed that treyarch said we're just going to make pubg <laughs> like and and like, they, they they have like a, they, they they have treyarch they have a they they put the zombies in and so like there's a beam of light that comes down on like one or two of the areas and if you land in those areas there's going to be zombies and you can get weapons from zombies and so it's kind of fun but like it's still it still is PUBG, and I'm like the the different the thing about PUBG is the the t- people that typically like PUBG like it for a couple of reasons. One, they like it because of the pacing's a little bit slower, yeah. and it's easier for them to stay alive longer, so they feel like they're doing better even if they're still dying every round. And yeah. Two, it's a quote unquote more realistic shooter. I'm just gonna I'm not even gonna comment on that. But it's a more realistic experience for them, and if you like more of a milsim feel, then you're probably yeah. going to lean more towards PUBG. I mean, it's Arma. Like P- PUBG is Arma. Like Correct. you know, that's that's what that is. So when you take Call of Duty, which inherently in the in the world of outside battle royale, you have Call of Duty and Battlefield, where Call of Duty is this very fast-paced arcadey shooter, and Battlefield is this more plodding, quote-unquote realistic experience right cod is that fast arcade feel and and to go from expecting it to be a fast arcade br where i've got these really cool gunfights or i've got really fast gunfights and and i felt like the games are going to be quicker and to have it play like PUBG was disappointing to me and i feel like it was a mm. missed opportunity for them to take the battle royale space and look at what's popular, right? Obviously, I don't expect them to have building like they do in Fortnite or or anything like that. Yeah. But I was I was thinking, you know, <sighs> what if you can drop in with a loadout and then you're hunting for attachments or you're hunting? Well, for I mean, so stay, right? you're you're not a fan of like the RNG overall, then? Like, no, you no, actually it's not, want it's not RNG. You, you, it's not. Well, I mean, it's, what it's I'm saying even, is, you want a class loadout like actual COD. I'm just saying. I'm just saying have it be different. Like, I don't even know if that would fix it. Right. Like I'm just saying, make it call of duty, right? Like go every, have everybody start with a base loadout, like a pistol. Right. And then you can go and find loot. And, and again, have the RNG. That's fine. I don't, I don't mind. Like you have there be better guns on the battlefield, right? Like your starting guns are crap. But if you all started with guns, then people would be, you know, I, I think it would cause a different dynamic in terms of how these battles actually play out. And instead of, dropping in in everybody drop on you know nuketown island and racing for that first gun to you know to kill each other 
maybe there's a different dynamic of those fights, right? Maybe people don't just stack on top of each other. It, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like there's more game mechanics that would come out and that would play out if you did something like that. And again, I'm not even saying that that's the cure. I'm just yeah. make it more COD. And then they're, they're pushing to make it a hundred people, right? They want to make this hundred person. Oh no, they experience. made it a hundred people. Like, yeah, yeah, they did. As I'm saying, they, yeah, yeah. they started off with 80 and then they bumped it to a hundred yeah. people. And so, okay, you've got the hundred people on this map and, for me, I'm like, I'd rather you have 50 people on a map a third as big to give those real fast-paced matches, these real frenetic games to really get the blood pumping as opposed to these very slow, plotting, you know, drawn-out, long mm -hmm. games because that's what well, I, I honestly, is. I honestly think that's why they made it 100 instead of 80, though. I think uh, 100 people on that map versus 80 people on that map will actually speed up the game. Sure. And it might, but then also speed up the circles. Also, you know, make make yeah. make those things feel. I'm sure they have a ton of data to go back and look at. Sure, like, but I feel like I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be one of those people that's gonna be alone. And I know I'm not, but I mean, like I'm I feel like I'm gonna be alone in the fact that I'm upset with the fact that it feels like PUBG because there's so many people yeah. that are like, oh, well, you know. I really like PUBG, but I just don't like the shooting mechanics. So COD comes in, fixes the shooting mechanics, and now, you know, it's all of a sudden it's their perfect game, right? I was hoping that even despite playing it and feeling like it was PUBG because it felt like Call of Duty that I was going to like it more. And I do like it more, but I still don't like it enough. And then, again, I go back to just the fact that I'm just kind of disappointed that they didn't take more of a Call of Duty spin on it as opposed to just rehashing PUB. So I don't mm -hmm. know. We'll see. There's things that they can do, but I feel like if they really want to make it a COD worthy experience, which again, to me is more of that arcadey fast, crazy feel. I feel like matches should be no longer than 10 minutes long, just like a match of team deathmatch. And I feel like you got to make these interactions happen faster somehow. And, and that will make it again, just more fun, right? Like, yeah, you go in, you make you make it more fun. So if a hundred people on a giant map is is not feasible to crunch them down into ten minute intervals and make it fun and allow them to loot and all that kind of stuff, like I said, make the map half as big or make the map a third as big, and and put forty people on it, fifty people on it, and just see what happens. Like that's the kind of stuff that I'd love to see them do. Mm -hmm. Where again, PUBG was criticized because the map was too big and it never changed and the time was so slow. So now they have what Sandhawk, where it's much more intimate and fast and yeah. and more responsive, and people seem really happy with that because it's so slow initially. So who knows again, who knows what they're going to do, but I'm just kind of giving you my, my base impressions is that it just doesn't feel enough like call of duty. And I hope that they do things to make it feel more in line with that arcade, fast, fun shooter than the slow milsim plotting BR. Yeah. And I'm done. I'll, I liked it. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I think that's the cool thing about it though. Like, you know, talking about blackout more or less but the cool thing is is that we can both be happy here like even if you eventually don't end up liking blackout like you know you you dug the 6v6 god multiplayer is so good yeah so i mean like that's that's the cool thing about this game where it's just like if you need that breathe like and and guys when we talk about video games a lot of times we're talking about streamer stream like as streamers like we talk about whether video games are good and whether we enjoy them but it's also one of those things, you know, is it are they worthy? good? Yeah. Are they are they stream worthy? Are these going to be games that are going to be in our rotation? Yeah. 
And, and like you said, you hope that COD Blackout is probably going to become your primary kind of experience. My, my hope is that my weekly, my weekly streams are going to be a, a healthy mix of both, right? Of maybe some blackout where we do some squads, uh, but just some open lobby multiplayer because I just enjoy Call of Duty. I'm excited to have yep. it back and I would gladly play COD a lot more if a lot more people had the game. And I feel like people are energized for Black for, for Black Ops 4. Yeah. And yeah, so if I, that I feel- means there's going to be a lot more people, then hey, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, let's let's get absolutely. on this. Well, I think what's going to happen too, and and this is a comment on, I I think I think what's going to happen here now is that this is going to, you know, it's 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 going to create what I've always talked about it was eventually going to happen. It's going to level Fortnite out. It's going to level Pub out. Like you, we we finally we are finally getting that AAA developed. Yeah, experience. Uh, uh, BR. Mm-hmm. So it, it's here now. It's coming. Like, and we can see if this is a genre that's really going to stick and work. And you know, I, and I think it will. And that's why I think, you know, I, I, this is the start. Like, I think everything's going to level out. Blackout and and Fortnite, I think, are going to go head to head. I think Fortnite's still going to eventually win overall, of course, because it's, it's free. It's free. And like, it's cross plat. There's there's something to be said about it being free and crossplay. If I can go to my buddy who has a Nintendo Switch and he can still play Fortnite with me, and I'm on an Xbox, yeah, yeah. or I'm on PC and I've got an Xbox buddy, yep, 100%. that that's always going to win. And Call of Duty's not going to be cross-platform, not a chance in hell. Um, just because they routinely don't, and they hide, they'll they'll hide behind the same reasons they've hid behind forever, which is, oh well, if we mix PC and console players, then the you know the the cons or the PC players will have an advantage because of mouse and keyboard and frame rate and blah 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 blah. I'm like COD sixty frames a second. Like come on, like if Fortnite can do it across a multitude of devices and still keep it competitive, then so can Call of yeah. Duty. Like, yeah, let's, exactly. Let's get over ourselves. Your skill with the mouse and keyboard versus the skill with the controller is all a matter of comfort. And if you're talking about a pro with a controller versus a pro with a mouse and keyboard, you're still talking about a pro. <laughs> like yeah. And most I mean, of us aren't like, pros. Well, I mean, most of us are like, average people that that are going to have an average I'm, an average aim. Yeah, I mean when it when it comes when it comes to you know Fortnite, dude, like there's Nick Merckx who is just like a controller god who plays on PC with controller, mm-hmm. and you know he places very well in every like major Fortnite tournament. Like, dude has made bank being a controller player like you know it's yeah. so there's there's people that will do like, it everywhere so it, I like if, if, if you can destroy it doesn't matter what platform you're on if you're smart enough to destroy you're gonna find a way to do work yep and and that's my and my biggest thing is i just i wish that they would embrace more crossplay, not because you know oh we let's let's have this you know makuna matata let's all come together as one community thing but no but it really to me it extends the life of a lot of these games where we're you know, you have all these modes where people drop off over time. If if you have, you know, 10,000 people on PC and, and 10,000 people on an Xbox, and now you've got 20,000 people to play with instead of 10,000 people spread across how many modes, right? Like yeah. that, that just now, okay, you double your player base. You can actually get into matches quicker. That makes the, ga- the games live longer. All of those things are good things. And I just don't see the downside for any yeah. of that. Oh um, no, absolutely not. So I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be good. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the mode again. Despite my criticisms of the mode, 
it was fun to play with you. It was fun to play in duos. It was fun to play with angry and in, in where we did squads. I feel mm-hmm. like, like playing squad matches and playing duo matches are definitely going to be how I have to play that mode. I don't think I can do solos cause I was just not having fun playing. Solos. Oh really? But, but, but I'm the guy that can go into multiplayer into TDM or whatever and, you know, do solo squads and just yeah. be fine in pub matches. Right. Like, because yeah. I just enjoy that, that mode. Um, cause there's just stuff to shoot all the time. That's what I need. I need yeah. things to shoot. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's gonna be good, man. I, and I'm excited that we finally have more stuff to play. God, is that not the truth? Yeah. So moral of the story here, folks, is you should follow and favorite this podcast if you haven't already. Uh, you can follow us. If you're listening to us right now on your preferred you know, platform, make sure you smack that subscribe button or follow button or whatever button it is. And then you should head over to our individual Mixer channels at Mixer.com slash MyBoomstick and Nighttide, as well as following us on Twitter and Instagram at our same monikers. You can mm-hmm. also follow My Boomstick on Facebook at my, my Boomstick Gaming. Because I've got yes. that one now. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling frisky, you can always drop a follow on the Twitchels as well. Because Boom's been doing some more uh, restreaming over there. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I won't start doing I'm everywhere, baby. He's everywhere. But, yeah, do those fun things and uh, and hit us up, guys. Because, you know, if you have things that you want us to talk about, make sure that you're hitting us up on Twitter. Uh, at yes. either at Night Tide or my Boomstick. We're more than happy to talk about stream and gaming-related things that you have for us. So, please... Make sure you do that. Just tag either BITN or Boom in the Night whenever you do so. And that way we know that, you know, you're talking about the show. You want to hear from us more. You got anything else, bud? I I think that sums it up, man. That was a nice little outro. Right? Have you been working on that? A little bit. I'm inspired I'm, by the Tim. I that, That's, that's, oh, dude. Like, you mean Tim PR? Yes. I'm, in, I'm inspired <laughs> by Tim PR. <laughs> Thank you for listening uh, to this podcast, and we'll I just can't again do it again next man. week. I just, I, I, I might, if I did it, I, I, would some, I literally, I literally can't do it like every single time. It's so good though. He's so good at it. I love you, Tim. Oh no, he's so very, very, very good at it. All right, that's it. We're going. We love your faces. This has been episode Hot twenty-five. Nerds. We'll see you in episode twenty-six. Adios. <laughs>